Hello and welcome back to, I think it's episode seven. It's episode seven, I believe. I don't know. Again, part two of this, I can't count. So I'm so <laughs> sorry if this is like episode six, nine, I don't know. But yeah, so we are back with... Anonymous Bay 3000, you already know how it goes and you already know how it is. Yes, you know, you know. Anyway, anyway, so today we're going to be talking about something that is a bit more sensitive and therefore I'm going to insert a trigger warning Yeah. because we are going to be talking about sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Um we might go into quite graphic detail just yeah. to allow like authenticity to the discussion and i know like first time like that can be really really distressing for people so mm-hmm. this is your time like girls boys if this is stuff is you haven't healed from it yet to yeah. the point that you can't hear about it and please as, don't listen yeah, please don't listen we don't want that for anyone we exactly. don't want anyone to like listen to this and mm-hmm. feel triggered by it and i feel like another thing like triggered has become so like it's oh, true that word. even i say it as a mean word <laughs> yeah but it is real like it is mm-hmm. very very real if you hear someone saying they're triggered by something please do take it seriously because yeah. it, it's yeah. very real and so yeah anyone who has been affected by sexual assault and maybe still struggles to talk about it in mm-hmm. this light in this way just please click off I admit we have other episodes just exactly go to but yeah yeah um so yeah um let's, what, let's just start jump right into it so the way the perspective that we wanted to take was i actually recent i had planned this episode for a while mm-hmm. um but i actually um uh, the receipts podcast actually released an episode recently yeah. where they spoke about their experience of the sexual assault mm-hmm. and i feel like um luckily twitter has become a platform where loads of people have come out and spoken about it mm-hmm. um but actually having a verbal platform i think would be really yeah. um, interesting to look at especially mm-hmm. because again me and sarah are from different communities yeah. me being from the bengali community and sarah being from the somali community so i feel like we could both bring our own perspectives and i'm sure there's mm-hmm. going to be crossovers mm-hmm. in terms of experiences and also um i feel like again it's much more unique mm-hmm. from our perspective um so yeah and i feel like a lot has happened in the past six months so the reason why i wanted to talk about this um was because of i think it was quite a while ago in quarantine there was a lot of girls from the muslim community mm-hmm. coming out and talking about sexual abuse mm-hmm. and every girl who has done that like con- like honestly you don't really realize hats what off you- to you girls and that's what i'm saying i don't think a lot of men even realize like mm. the strength it takes to talk Com- about it yeah about especially when it's happened such a long time ago yeah you, it, you kind of like you're past that and you've healed from it mm. and to talk about it is yeah. like you are very very brave because you kind of have to essentially relive it and you're like so vulnerable like imagine and then you've got anyone can say anything about your experience they can just put it down it's, it's really really sad so we appreciate you girls and boys who've come out and um shared your experiences and we hope that you heal from it inshallah mm, inshallah but yeah there's obviously very very important conversations to be said and actions to be done mm-hmm. but unfortunately i'm not in power to be if it was my way we'd be <laughs> let's not talk about how, how what we happen doing to you rapists and sexual abusers let's exactly not. you're lucky you're under this lucky because, yes oh anyway so mm-hmm. yeah so what was your take okay so i think it kind of started off with a somali girl actually who came the first post thread i saw was from a somali girl and then she encouraged well she didn't encourage but what was the reading, contents of that she was i kind of forgot yeah yeah Duxi. yeah so she was talking about Duxi and how that's um like yeah. madrasa yeah type so situation madrasa, yeah. and for anyone who doesn't know what madrasa is essentially like 
where you go and learn about Islam, you know, mm-hmm. read the Quran. It's something mm-hmm. most Muslims do, and it's kind of very a part of our upbringing and childhood. Mm-hmm. Some people have really positive experiences with madrasas, and other people have very negative ones. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been, there's obviously been a lot of reformation in it, but yeah, a lot. Like I just see how like my siblings are, my little siblings, yeah. um, how their um dugsi is now, and it's completely different Isn't to it? how my one was. Yeah, same. And I'm like even that. I would like to think I'm not even that old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like 20 and even then I was getting beats. Exactly, exactly. Um, but, um, yeah, a lot of change has happened. But um, what what happens to she was sexually abused? She was, I think she was sexually abused at Duxie and then she kind of like okay. came out about it. And then there, there was loads of stories like, like that. L- a, a, like a plethora of stories After going that. on about like similar experiences. Yeah. Some of them were really horrific. And again, from like, like I said, like I grew up with me, it was... <sighs> I don't know, I can't say it's more severe or less severe because I don't know and I know a lot of girls don't talk about their experiences mm-hmm. with um, madrasa and sexual mm-hmm. abuse there but I can guarantee you that it does happen mm-hmm. where just maybe haven't been as vocal as perhaps Somali girls have been. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I feel like from friends I know we have but I haven't seen a movement on social media particularly for it. Yeah. My time of being on social media. But mm. yeah. So what was like, what yeah. would you take? No. I, I, I don't even know about that particular story but I know that like literally there were so many like yeah. that and it it's just so sad. and you know what really upsets me is the fact that these girls like they don't even realise what happened to them until yes. years later and they look back and they go wait a minute that was messed up and I, think I was sexually abused yeah that's one thing I was going to say about being a girl is that especially when it happens when you're so young like mm-hmm. that's what's heartbreaking is that when you're young you're like oh this is weird because yeah. you know like I don't know when I I don't even remember when I actually understood what sex was like I didn't exactly. know what it was like, for you to even know what sexual abuse yeah, is yeah so it's like imagine and that's what I was saying like I I say this to my mum all the time like how do you how do you stop sexual abuse happening to a kid when they don't even, even understand know. what sex is like period yeah and it's like obviously it's harder in our communities where like sex is already a taboo topic oh, even so talk- just imagine what like ex- yeah trying to accuse someone of it's just a mess and i feel like again there's no healthy like this is what i mean i feel like there's obviously many steps on how we overcome sexual abuse um and what amongst children and obviously it comes from different angles but one thing i encourage like with my younger sister and like my like anyone younger than me i try to like bring like sex in like a positive like bring Mm. it into a very not even positive just neutral like yeah just even you know even just saying the word it just shows that it's not some it's not some (laughs) that's what i think as well like just it's word sex like let's just right, talk about it exactly because it reminds me of do you remember it's like, it's always a thread that always circulates on the internet but it always like whether it's true or not I I, I believe it's true to some degree like it sounds mixed sounds legit like mixed sounds like it's yeah, true yeah makes sense um, so yeah there was a social worker who encouraged people to actually use the right terms for you know your genitalia so this is a vagina is so true. because what would happen is a lot of kids like they make up like sexual abuse yeah. and they do they make up nicknames for those areas yeah and there was a girl who'd be like, oh, my uncle eats my cookie. And no one really, no one really, like, picked up on it. Mm. Until, like, someone, uh, someone, and it revealed later, like, she was actually a victim of sexual abuse. And that cookie was a code name for her vagina. But had they just uh-huh. taught her, mm. had someone just, like, just told her, like, that's, a, like, you know, that's yeah. And in the, in, yeah. in a little kid's mind, they're going to just think it's something, and, you know. Yeah, and that's what I think, especially, like, I think we should start off like we should divide this discussion into children and then adults because mm. I think there's mm. really yes. it's inexperience in general like, yeah remind mm. me to do that um, with children yeah. I think just right off the bat I can just say like if a child says like mm. 
something happened to them please just believe it because yeah, children do not lie about like anything i don't know what. i feel like no children do like, i understand like no but something like that something like their like, minds don't even develop to know what sex, sex is, is so, so if they're telling you something about that sounds very sexual in its nature please listen to them I yeah, well, and I just, how can you not listen to a kid that's come up to you and told you that their uncle or this person at this place did this to them yeah. like like oh, i don't know i mean there's okay i think there's we can get into it everyone kind of knows that it's the shame and honor thing yeah obviously that's not even like like we all know that's what it's because of yeah and it's crazy no, yeah if a kid literally comes up to you and says that this has happened whatever whatever like they're not lying they're not lying and ugh. and you know even if they don't even know what they're talking about can you please just take it seriously immediately yeah. but then i feel like with up with the generation that we grew up with and then they didn't have a relationship where they could actually bring up that stuff and obviously that's a past mistake and that hopefully mm. we're not like that with our children but the thing is sexual abuse and sexual assault is an age-old thing like society has progressed so much yet we're still it's still an still issue and it makes me think like what is it like what is it and like and it also makes me think when especially being a muslim person mm. is that you know when you go to madrasa you're literally even as a baby you're covered up mm. so i think oh, how sick like i don't know if this uh, that- being really emotional but like mm. how sick minded and that's why I feel like you feel so powerless as a Muslim woman because I feel like I don't, I'm not saying I truly don't believe what you were to, like determined. Oh, absolutely not. We are not saying we're not that even going to go into that discussion I'm because not, we are not. No, exactly. Not but what I am saying is I feel a bigger disgust. Mm. I have this bigger mm. disgust. Is like, like you, no one can tell me that you know when people are like, oh yeah, like uh, Muslim people, like the reason why they cover up is because they're sexualizing them. I'm like, no, we even like especially girls. We know that we could literally be covered head to toe. And we're still getting raped. Exactly. Forget even rape. You still get... Because that's just like the extreme, yeah. extreme. You still get catcalled. You yeah. still get sexually harassed. Yeah. Everything leading up to rape. It still happens. It still happens. So and we're not even going to go into that discussion of, oh, what you wear. Shut up. If yeah. you even think that... First, yeah, I don't sort know. Sort your life out, that's, mate. But that's what I'm saying. And I feel like... But that's what I'm saying. You feel even more powerless. Because yeah. it's like, no matter what, what you do... So then... Still- exactly. So then you now have to think. So it's not like women that's the problem or then (laughs) not men but like yeah or like i think men think that they're gonna die if they don't get sexual satisfaction yeah that's what i personally feel like this is all about i feel like sometimes i think like they think they're gonna no no that's what it is even just taking the piss out of it like we're not that's yeah no that's what it is like they are so like they literally think they're gonna die if they don't get their shit like, if they don't, then that's it. That's why they have to resort to force, basically. Yeah, it's disgusting. And I think also what I wanted to address later is because we're talking about a complete assault, because like actual assault right now, mm. because that's kind of more the discussion centered around. Yeah. But there are obviously very different levels, very yeah, different there's, levels to sexual There's levels to shit. There's like, just because you consent, consented to something doesn't mean you mm. consent to something else. Like, exactly. There's so many levels to it. We're just talking about sexual assault in this context because it's much more... It's kind of like what we've seen the most. Yeah, and yeah, it's like what we've seen the most because you know I've seen people say, "Oh well, it's not rape." So what are you crying about? Do you know what I mean? So So they'll be like, "So I feel like it's important for us to speak about it because yeah." They don't realize the emotional impact that it has. Yeah, because I feel like no one realizes that it's so hard to say, but no one realizes how it feels like if someone's constantly violating your boundaries. Mm. Like you're basically telling that person. I don't give a shit. They're not entitled to their body. Their body, yeah. They don't matter because 
whatever they don't have no control over the body like if you don't have control over your own body mm-hmm. what do you have what's that telling you of like emotion that and your self-esteem is like completely wrecked like you mm-hmm. can't trust people mm-hmm. after that your way that emo- like you ruined intimacy for that kid forever absolutely. they will always do you know what i mean like and i think that's the worst absolutely. worst part is that that kid like so you didn't just violate them in that moment their entire life, life now exactly and it's like no matter how i obviously like i know some people like even people who have healed from it they mm-hmm. still like I don't think you could ever, like, obviously we don't know and, like, we don't want to speak for, you know, people who've been through that type of stuff, but I, from what I hear, like, I don't think you ever heal from it. You don't. don't Like, how could you? I feel like you can, I don't know, I wouldn't know, like, if you do or do not, but I think you've ruined... Or even just other traumatic experiences you faced in life. Like, I know I haven't healed from some stuff, like, do you know what I mean? Like, you just don't. You just just learn to live with it. Yeah, you literally just learn to live with it and you try to, like, protect people from ever. And I think that's the hardest part with trauma is that Mm. and when you're trying to be a good person and a positive light in this world, when you have trauma is to not project your anger and your bitterness to the world to your, like, personal relationships. Exactly. Because I feel like that can be, for me personally, it comes out so quickly. I'll be like, they did this to me, they did that to me, so I'm just going to project it everywhere because everyone's like this and i think that is obviously unhealthy but I, it's completely understandable like mm. and when people are like why are they like this i'm like because they're literally traumatized exactly <laughs> they are traumatized by like men and mm. they've been traumatized that's why they've reacted like this exactly and obviously it may not seem rational but mm. it's about but empathy exactly it's about having comp- empathy. have some damn empathy exactly that's what i'm saying and because sex is like you know what's worse is like sex is supposed to be a beautiful like emotional mm. bond with the person you love and to just have that completely ruined yeah, at such a young you. age. At such a young age and then like you never ever see it like that again. You never ever. Like you'll always have like a bad association with it. Because I feel like that's the thing with everyone's first time, they always remember it, regardless mm, of mm. whether it was good, whether it was bad, whether it was awkward. Everyone exactly. says it's you remember a, your first time. Exactly. Story been, to tell. Yeah, but if it's rape or oh my god, assault, exactly. That's that's you never forget it. And I feel mm. like I don't know, oh. just going into the whole traumatic trauma side of it all. Exactly. Like, I wanted to, like, get into the cultural side of it. So Okay. There's a lot wrong. With, like, there's a lot going on. There's here. a lot of... I think that it was, like, um the reaction. Okay, so reaction. So... What irked you the most about people's reactions that you've seen? What were the different types of reactions that you saw? And we're speaking mostly about Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk about Twitter, but we can talk about um something... I, I had, like... Because I... Do you know what? I texted my friend saying, oh, me and Sarah are doing... Me and Anonymous Babe mm-hmm. are doing <laughs> an episode today. Yeah. And... Um, what were they saying? They better come true with you know something, something. I deleted all my social media, so I'm literally using web. So peak. Um, That's flop behaviour. But, yeah, no. A big U. Big U was telling Big U, shout out to you, so it's a yell. Yeah, um... Those, oh, she was saying, oh, it was so good. So basically, two things that the girls brought up. So Isra too. It would be nice if she was here, innit? I know. Oh, I leave your house, you hoe. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she should. But, um, were ju- we were just talking about how, obviously, the Muslim response is, you know, don't backbite and don't gossip about it. Oh, and, you know, bullshit. Un- like, you know, what's the word? What's that word where you should um, believe the best in people and you're only... I don't, is it Arabic word? Yeah, there's like an Arabic. You know what I'm talking about? No, I mean, I know no, that one. Sorry, I know it. I know it. She sent it to me. I forget that. We can't get bogged down in the details. Yeah, so babe. basically, the first situation that um, Big U was saying that mm-hmm. she dislikes the fact, and it is true, I agree with her. It's like, what is this whole internal investigation that mosques do? <laughs> you do not have the qualifications. <laughs> Call the damn police. Call the damn police. Why are you doing Why are little little mosques in certain areas? We're going to do an internal investigation. Exactly. Are you some big organization? Are you other social workers? None You're of that. You're just, I'm sorry. You're just delaying justice, basically. Yeah. Essentially, that's and what that's you're doing. Sin. Exactly, because 
babe, what what investigation are you having? This person has been accused. And you called the police. Mm, like, you called call the, police. the police. And I think that's one thing. What I mean, are you dealing with? Yeah, anyway, like, sorry. I feel like when these like places are like, oh, we're dealing with the inter... They're lying. They're just delaying things. Yeah, and they're doing, They don't want to be questioned. And they're doing damage control. That's mm, what they're doing. They're doing damage mm. control. Because if you actually cared about that child's life, you'd be calling social services and you'd be mm. calling um, things. But the, I think it's a sticky terrain to go on because mm. I feel like people don't want to call up because they don't want to feed into the stereotype that Muslim yes, people are And it's very tricky. tricky. And you know what? I've I always remember um, someone was saying, like a journalist was saying, you know, it's always Muslim women who are constantly defending Muslim men. Like they yeah. will say for Western magazines or whatever, they will always say like, oh, I think X, Y, Z about Muslim men, but don't publish that because we already, they already get a bad name exactly. as it is. And we don't want to feed into that narrative. Bro. But when mm. do you guys ever look after us? Ever. No, but did us. Like, I'm being serious. Like, I no, always, literally. I'm so careful Lim- when I talk about men yeah. in public spaces. Or I never... Ch- or even... Yeah, like... I'm even just thinking now about like a personal experience with like my family members. There was one of my aunts, she was being domestically abused by her uh, by her husband. And then it was so sad. Like she literally got beaten black and blue. And then um, she did like a whole statement and everything. But then at the end they were like, should we charge him? And she said, no. Cause she knows what it's going to be like. That man's going to be sent to prison immediately. Like, yeah, like no, and yeah. it's not even just like, He's gonna be there for a long time, so she just I don't know. Do, do you see, in, yeah, even in a situation like, like that, we where you've been men, like always, always, mm-hmm. and I feel like even in public spaces, I never talk about how difficult Muslim men can be. Like exactly. I never talk about. You only question. speak about it with your fellow Muslim girls. Yeah, and I think that's why I think um, it's hard to like because we already know so, like um, like certain secular institutions are filled with their own biases, and we know that, and we've experienced it firsthand in mm-hmm. other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, we've experienced it in other ways. So it's like we know that we, if we, and obviously there's a stereotype that um, like Muslim men are sexually repressed anyway, like you know in Western yeah. media. And if we tell them that a, a child has been raped or you've been raped, mm-hmm. and you're reporting it to these people, it kind of just feeds. And that's why you know the Rochdale case. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, yes. I don't know if anyone's familiar with that. There was this people, huge like grooming. Yeah, it, like, it was like, basically a gang. grooming network that was run by four Pakistani men. And it was, they were grooming like majority white girls. Yeah. And it was in like, is Rochdale near Birmingham? Something like that. Somewhere like that. <laughs> anything outside London. Oh, we don't know. But you know what I mean? So it was outside. And the reason why the case took a while was because everyone was like, oh, if we charge these four Pakistani men, it might come across as racist. And I think that at its core complex just shows how I was scared people like the justice system is mm-hmm. of coming across as racist. And are they like, are they scared, oh. bro? The way they will run and just no. Some cases that no, but that case they they apparently reason why they didn't want to go like they did, we didn't rush as smoothly was because they were Pakistani and they mm. were like they didn't want to like we know the show that they were stereotyping. Yeah. They were, but I'm like at the end of the day, there's been an accusation of rape and sexual abuse mm. and trafficking. Sexual trafficking, trafficking. wasn't trafficking, but like prost- they were like um prost- soliciting um prostitution basically, mm, mm, like passing the, the little girls t- off to their yeah. like. And I think that just shows how women, even when they are white, Asian, black, whatever, mm. we're just not protected. Like not protected. Like, everyone's so scared about being emotionally inconvenient for everyone else. Yeah, but there's zero the, empathy towards us. The victims. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, that's what, it just draws me how, like, Muslim men don't realise how much we save their name as mm. girls. And they, do you know what? They think we're always bashing them. We're never... I never... I never know. I don't know. But how are girls bashing them when they're just speaking about their experience? Yeah. Like, like I don't attack? understand. And if that doesn't apply to you, then why are you so angry? I think it's because I don't know. Like if you're not an flipping abuser, then why are you so ag? Yeah, like the girls are just that. literally saying what happened to them. Yeah. 
pisses me off. And you know what? On the receipts, it was like, she was, um, I think it was Tolly, she was like, you know, um, you lot will always be like, oh, why don't you go to the police? But it's every other day, fuck the feds. Every day, every day, every day. Every day, they don't believe me. They say, like, racial profile. Mm-hmm. But the minute we talk about sexual assault, you want to be like, go to the police. Why didn't Have you, you go? to the police? How they are you? the most, they are like. Every other day, you don't trust them. If we even just get into some statistics, ladies and gentlemen, oh, listen, out of every 100 sexual assaults, 995 um, perpetrators will walk free. And Moment of silence for that, please. So they're usually repeat offenders as well. Oh, I don't even know. I don't even know about that. People, like, if you think about pedophiles, and they have like that preferential thing where they only like a certain age group, so they never run out of victims because oh, every day a new girl like becomes. Exactly. So if we're just even just looking at those statistics, so what you want to tell me now? What you want to tell me about? Go to the police. Go to the yeah, police. That's what I'm saying. We have an issue where there's internal investigations. They think that they can run it themselves, and it's also with these that, little tiny yeah, little mosques. And this was ambiguous um, was saying like you know it's always when they release the statement is like oh you know um, what is that? give them the benefit of the shut up about the benefit remember, of the but doubt. no they never release a statement basically saying <gasps> do you know what they do do you know what they do actually they get a quote from the Quran yeah and they try and like basically say oh yeah he sinned but like forgive the, be forgiving of people's sins something like that but. Being I've seen so like, many people that got outed do that. They'll just come back with a yeah. They come back with an and they think that it's all problem. Handling. Yeah, and then they've just silenced you everything. About the Quran and Hadith when you were raping children. Hmm. When you weren't, but okay. now you want to make out you're guilty. Like mm. I'm sorry, it's so mm. disgusting. She was like, yeah. So she was like, um, yeah. When and she was, I read it out. She goes, I remember recently in a mosque had to deal with a similar situation. And in their statement, they basically said that we're looking into it, but don't back, gossip and backbite. And then the ayah that they shared in their statement was something See? to that effect too. Like you could have shared an ayah or hadith about how justice and how Allah is always on the side of the oppressed, mm. but instead you basically defended the accused. Basically, without saying that you you did you yeah, basically you've come you, to the side. Imagine how you feel as a child, or maybe not even a child. I'm thinking of an adult too. But imagine going to a mosque where you're supposed to feel safe. The the house of okay, the house of Allah. <laughs> Let's just start there. It's the house of Allah. They don't give a damn. And that's what I think. Again, as a Muslim woman, you never feel safe anywhere. Anywhere, like, wallahi. Like that's what I'm saying. It's like you go. Okay, you're told. Yeah, don't. And even like yesterday, I was thinking about because I knew I was gonna film this today, mm-hmm. and I came home yesterday, and my mum was like, "Oh, um, I was just wearing a long coat and a shirt and a pair of jeans," and my mum was like, "Oh, make sure you're covered up because you know it's dark and blah blah blah." blah. And I'm like, you and know, it just again, it, and yeah. I know my mum's saying it out. Of just yeah, it's just out of protection. It, yeah, yeah. It makes me think like I've been in places where I'm supposed to be so safe. And you and haven't felt I've safe. I've completely violated. And then mm. it's like, me walking through the park at night, like, yeah, it's unsafe, but it's like, it's, not, it's, it's no safer than yeah. the places that have mentally safe. Exactly, exactly. And it just makes you think, like, it, that's what I'm saying, it makes you feel like... Well, where is, like, where can I where can I be safe? Where can I exist without being sexually so Like, I remember reading Nowhere. something about women being in COVID wars. Did you read that? I no. think I said to you. So basically, literally, in, like, COVID wards, COVID wards... I don't think I don't remember what country it was. Don't piss me off. Well, like, there was being sexual, there was sexual assault, but as in there's a pandemic and you couldn't keep your penis in your pants. Let me even tell you about one I even heard. You know, um, there was this girl who maternity ward. Maternity ward. Let me tell you. So oh, no, this girl, no wallahi, like oh. basically it was so sad. Basically, she literally had just given birth. I think I heard this. Just given birth. I don't know if it, I don't know what which country it was in, but this man came in and raped her. What? Like. 
like what's what like what is this dunya? What that's what dunya? I'm saying. Like, and that's what I'm saying. The only way I can sleep at night is knowing that Allah will serve justice. Yeah, that's what I but always it's think like, of. Because sometimes I feel sick. I, honestly, I don't. That's I don't what I always be, think of. Again, I don't want to be graph- too graphic in this podcast, but I feel like sometimes I feel like things just need to be said mm. um, instead of beating around the bush. What do you want to say, sis? It's, I feel so bad bringing this up, but I was I've shared it with people and I've said, you know what? Like like I said, this is a big Speak trigger warning. This is gonna big trigger warning. Big trigger warning coming up because this is to do with child pornography laws and oh. um child like basically how child pornography is just circulating around the web and whatever i feel horrible even saying that. i'm gonna get upset saying this mm. but basically you know blake lively gossip girl the queen yeah so she basically um, she like campaigns she did a camp like a speech at vanity fair talking mm. about something she's passionate about and she was just saying that i want to like work against tackling child pornography across the internet and she was saying like and she said she doesn't want to she didn't want to ask too many questions because she was like really scared about it mm. like to learn about it's, it's hard to learn about like, you you really need a big like mm. or like um like, you, you have to be tough. very strong yeah, yeah yeah to like handle what you're gonna learn but she was basically saying like i didn't know much about child pornography like i don't want to i mean who does like, I, don't I don't want to know, know that i don't want to know but i feel like i need to get to it because it's, it's hard yeah, um so she was just saying like i have like but then she was like i'm a very powerful woman so i need to learn mm. and she was just saying like so how young are the kids yeah like in these porn like videos yeah and then he was like umbilical cord Nah, what? turn it off right <laughs> now. We're going home. No, I'm being serious. That is lit. Like that's how bad the situation is, and like she was just saying, like yeah, like, huh? she was trying to understand like how young are these kids, and they were like they would have the umbilical cord on, and people record them sexually abusing. Like, what? And then these are sick, very sick people in this world. Is that heartbreaking? It's so sad. I want to cry. I'm gonna. No, upset don't worry. Like I understand why you would because well, I like me. I'm just a baby. Like I think about my little sister and I exactly. think about other people. Um, no, I completely understand this. And that's what I'm saying. You know, when people like brush this, especially men, it feels like it's really um, what's the word when they brush it under the carpet because I think like, and it's like it, people just turn their noses up about it and um, you know I'm. No, it's okay. Well, it's fine. You can talk. Sorry about we're that. Still having, we're still continuing the conversation. I just needed to go get tissue. No, it's absolutely fine. Don't worry. No, um, I no. So basically, I was like, I was gonna ask the question of like, how? What is the solution to this? Like, how do we? So the solution stop- that she proposes mm-hmm. is that um, um, basically, you need a lot of money to um, like basically because it's the internet. I didn't realize we we're gonna go child pornography, but just to answer any questions, mm. like that's the work she does. She was saying, um, um, she basically. You need a lot of money to be able to track um, IP addresses. Mm. Um, you need money to do that. Um, and you need people to hire to be able to sit and do that. And because, obviously, the government's very underfunded or there's so many things to go in. Like, there's so many, like, mm. legal and money issues towards it. So she has a charity. She supports a charity that mm. basically their job is to whenever Shut they... Me. Yeah. So they find the IP addresses of these people mm-hmm. who are, like, um, streaming child mm. porn. Mm. And they hand it over to the FBI or, like, the police. And then that police will have the evidence because you can't go into someone's house and accuse. Like obviously with the child, like you know, you need like you need evidence. Yeah, yeah and it's really hard to find evidence like that. Really hard. So what they do is she they find the addresses of people using it and they find the proof that they're actually streaming it and then they hand it over to their police and then the police have that evidence to just come in and just arrest those people. Good. Yeah. So that's how it works. That's her business. The, Even the like charity. yeah, no, I'm just thinking like you were saying like um the government don't really want to like go into whatever yeah. all of that. Like most times, it's these really powerful men that are involved with this shit. Exactly, no, that's exactly who I was gonna say. Like it's those re, it's like really, really powerful men. Like they have all this money. Like they can do whatever the hell they yeah. want, and they're usually paedophiles. I mean, I don't want to generalize yeah, or nothing, but they're usually paedophiles. But that's what I'm saying. It's like 
if these powerful powerful men can get away with it mm-hmm. then it's not even powerful men like i feel like and, and i feel like a lot of people go to oh how did jeffrey epstein get away i'm like if a little man on the road can go do that to a little girl mm-hmm. in, in the mosque or whatever mm-hmm. and get away with it and you think people Some with these power man, can't get away with exactly. it exactly like big big money all of that they can cover up anything and and it's like you see your own communities covering up each other like i said and mm-hmm. it, again it's that whole um uh what's the word like it's just again it's like people just they don't look at, like they don't look at, like we're not looking out for each other yeah. and you're sat on like when a child like when a baby gets mm. raped and what you're gonna be like where's the proof Where's the proof? Where's the proof? Are you gonna do that? Even saying, you know, like even saying, what what if it was your daughter? Like that doesn't work. I realize that doesn't work. No, but it doesn't even work to even bring that up because people don't like people that are like rape apologists don't even care about that. They'll be like, so I'll still ask. I think finished. It's about asking. Okay, it's fine if you're asking if it was a very isolated case and it wasn't a system like a general like like I said, it's like I don't know many girls who haven't had some sort of sexual harassment or abuse in babe i'm not gonna lie i don't, I don't know, know any anyone. i don't know anyone who hasn't i don't know a single person a single girl that hasn't gone through that and i think like but then you just like you don't know apparently no man knows a rapist okay that's what i'm saying okay then but, yeah the whole thing about before we got into like about safety it's like mm. that and that's what broke breaks my heart is like you are not safe anywhere like you're not safe at your family any another thing a statistic i don't know if it's still now it was like back when i was 2015 maybe mm-hmm. it's like most women know their abusers like mm. and again it's that whole like when my parents were like oh yeah make sure you're covered i'm like i'm probably gonna get sexually abused or raped by someone i know like mm. the likelihood of me like being dragged into a corner and being raped mm. is there but mm. it's not as likely as me being raped by a teacher or a mm. or someone a, a, you know or mm. a colleague or a classmate like or a friend or a friend like it happens mm. mm-hmm. and um yeah it's just this safe like no one and i feel like that's what i'm saying no one is safe like no, women girls just aren't safe even baby yeah. boys like it, it happens to men yeah I sorry yeah, yeah. and i'm not saying that, i don't want to ever dismiss the experiences that men yeah 100 percent. so like i've heard like even men like i haven't no. read all there was another one I read. Um, it was I think it was back in Somalia, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know, guys. But by, by the way, I'm very like wishy washy. Yeah, but the thing is, like the sentence yeah, yeah, yeah. there about like how a boy was literally raped in the mosque, and the girl obviously didn't understand what was happening. She saw blood and thought like maybe he fell over. Was he raped by a teacher? And um, they male raped, teacher. Male teacher. And then um, right. The mosque just asked the parents to forgive him, and they just moved him to a different mosque to continue working. Allah, that is so sad. And the thing is, I I, I believe that. Yeah. You, I would 100% believe that I believe that they would do that I believe yeah. they have the capacity to do that I think with mosques and, and it doesn't think it's a separate thing it's like and again it's a whole protecting the community like you don't mm. want to go to social services because it's like you don't want to uncover all this and like start having but why are there DBS checks on like people with, around children why why is it when you read like why is it everywhere else there, there has to be a DBS check but suddenly this guy says he yeah kids and, and he knows and just, this like, much um, Quran like he knows so much and he's just allowed to look into your house and mm. teach your kids and you leave them for an hour or two hours like it's sick it's sick I don't know how that we've let that run I don't know how we've allowed that Wallahi. and I think it's because we're too trusting of our own people yeah, 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 I think yeah. That's, a big part of that's it. exactly what it is. No, but even with you saying that, like, people get sexual abuse, and I know, I hear about this a lot where it's their family members, yeah, their relatives. Members. That's usually who it is. Yeah, like, I know it always. You don't even feel safe in your own home. And then it's like, I know, I, I don't know about this money, but with Asians, I've heard so many people mm-hmm. where their um, uncles, cousins, yeah, have, like, raped them socially, sexually assaulted them, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, their family. 
Hmm. Like there's there's no way that boy's gonna be yeah, totally like, or that man's gonna be totally. He's never gonna be cut off. Or who's your family? Family don't mm. give up on each other. Family don't do this. X, yeah. Y, Z. And then it is from a good point is like when that girl's traumatized and that doesn't have a relationship with you guys anymore. Yeah. You guys blame her. So yeah. Why are you or, not socializing with your family exactly. anymore? You don't care about your family. Exactly. But she's traumatized. She can't talk to you anymore. Exactly. Or um, usually what I see um happens is like um the girl starts like wiling out that's what it looks yeah, like yeah, yeah. she'll literally completely give up on like she'll even like run away like yeah. that type of stuff and, it, and they're so shocked they're scratching their heads thinking why why is why this happening she like that when she was literally mm. like that's what i'm saying they literally scratched their heads trying to understand like why, why she acting like this that. exactly when you didn't ever listen to her like, what do you expect from the girl? I know, I think that's what disgusts me. And that's what I'm saying, you know, when people really come for, like, oh, you know, like, it's the thing I hear on, like, um, when they're like, oh, she moved out to this city, like, da da da, she's so loose. I love girls like that, man. Big Please up yourselves. Go Big run up yourselves. You're probably going away from a really negative situation. Mm. And I hate when people Live come your best and life. like, yeah. oh, yeah, like, just because your parents, like, are you being serious? Do you know how emotionally, like, like damaging that yeah. is like you don't know why someone left their family home mm. they don't want to talk about it exactly. like, and the fact that people get shamed for it or they're selfish they don't care about yeah. their parents okay. you know when people leave their house and they're like oh you don't care about your parents i'm like if i wanted to leave i probably <laughs> have my reasons so mind your business like come on think about it. in this economy who wants to leave their home and yes. go and rent out yeah no so, one wants to do that so if you have a good relationship with your parents why would you leave exactly Clearly there's something negative happening Exactly. And even if there isn't, everyone's allowed to leave if they want. There doesn't exactly. need to be something negative. I yeah. like, like me, I want to leave, but it's not because anything crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. I just want my own privacy, all of that type of stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's crazy. I don't know. I feel like the children stuff is just very triggering. Like, mm-hmm. Jeremy, you know I mean? it it is just like so hard to hear. And I I never knew like because yeah, I don't want to know. But I feel like yeah, I'm not gonna love. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I feel like I stumbled across that video because like I'm a gossip girl fan. You know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. anything she does. <laughs> so I was like, you know, and it makes I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's mm. like you would rather not know, and I mm. know that's so horrible to say. Like, I would rather not know mm. because I feel like so helpless. Like, no, I feel, I feel so like, what can you do? Like, it's just so sad. And I know like loads of stories. I mean, I've I've watched like videos here and there of um, usually it's quite wealthy men here. They go and they move over to like the Philippines or oh, yeah, stuff like that, Thailand and all of that, to, and like, they yeah. Children yeah and it's like they pick up disadvantaged kids off the streets and then just take them like who's gonna care if you take the kid it it has no like family and they do whatever they want with them like i've literally remember watching this video of this guy he did that he was from this um he was from the uk and then um he came back no he over while he was over there he used to write manuals on how to like like yeah or rape kids or something yeah yeah yeah. it was leaked on reddit or something I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I remember it being leaked somewhere, like a manual. How to, how to, like, I know what you're talking about. I don't know if it's how to rape or something like that. I'm not quite sure. Basically, groom children. Yeah, and he put it on, I believe, the dark web. I'm not quite sure, but yeah. For, like, other pedophiles too. And you know what? They'll be reading this, like, actually trying to know, like, it's it's disgusting. Very, 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 very sad. But I feel like you don't even need a manual. You just need a society that doesn't believe kids and doesn't. Mm, mm. You don't even need a manual. Like, that's what I'm saying. You're building a manual just to pick up the right kids. The, you don't need a manual to raise. And I think, I don't think, I don't know. I feel like it's a very difficult conversation to have with men who are very, like, gentle and they would not rape. So they kind of difficult for them to comprehend yeah, yeah, yeah. those emotions, those instincts, because they just don't naturally have it. So mm. they kind of deny it. Yeah. Yeah. Or they'll just be like, how can that happen? That doesn't yeah. happen. It does happen. And it's hard to talk about. Again, it's like, it's very it's so hard, hard to talk, talk about. about. 
because girls can't struggle to talk about it they don't want to mm. talk about mm. it and like mm. that's what I'm saying with, like that's why I go back to um, the original thing about like if you speak about it and mm. you can openly talk about it like, you don't understand how like brave you brave are brave those girls are like they're so brave but yeah I'm gonna go back to the culture our culture because I feel like everyone can kind okay. of find out that information about yeah yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole being traumatized thing from it, and then not being able to reconnect with your family, or mm-hmm. not being able to reconnect with your community, like. And I think speaking as Muslims, we can say like, um, I know lo- like girls who like stop caring about their religion. Yeah, because of that. Yeah. yeah, it's because their sexual abuse is so like closely yeah. associated with their like religion. Yeah, and it might have happened in a place of worship or stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, or they use religion to justify to come in the support of the abuser whatever the black yeah. just forgive him give That's him excuses think, yeah. you know whatever stuff like that so i know girls are usually literally it ruins it wrecks their relationship to with the God. yeah with, with, with yeah to the dean yeah. it's like islam is supposed to protect you and it does it's just they've been manipulated exactly by people exactly you can manipulate any ayah into whatever you're trying to argue it's disgusting i don't know but mm-hmm. yeah um another thing so we've moved on to like have we spoken? I feel like have we spoken about that enough of like what just, children? Uh, children like in mosques. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I think we have to be honest. Yeah. I was gonna say we move on to like when you're older and you experience sexual assault. Mm. And one thing again, I saw I read a big you sent it to me and I agree with it completely is that mm-hmm. when you're in a haram relationship and you're a victim of sexual assault, yeah. again girls Ooh. don't come up about it because because they're, they're already like wrapped with guilt over the fact that they were in a haram relationship. So they think, oh, I deserve this. Yeah, you deserve it. Like Because why were you in a haram relationship doing these haram yeah. things? And it's like everyone would look at the fact that she was in a haram relationship rather than the fact... Like, being, oh, I'm sorry, oh sexual assault and rape is a bigger sin than mm. being in a, in a haram relationship. No one can tell me otherwise. It's so true. Or, I've so there was um the situation... Did you see it on um, Twitter about Amzi, the Somali oh, girl? I saw that. Wait, wait, wait. Also, what yeah. pissed me off is the fact that people were too busy worried about her sexuality I saw there was more homophobia than anger because of the sexual assault that she was being accused of i think that that happens with like what exactly I no don't no know. no but i feel like with sexual abuse with women that happens a lot like i'm not just saying it was obviously because her sexuality was a big part of conversation because she's somali but i've seen that even in the west and so like in more with women of the west like that it's the same thing where like mm-hmm. if a, like a seemingly straight woman has come up from sexual abuse she's come out as a sexual abuser towards other women people are so hell-bent yeah oh she was accused of rape of raping another woman and like people were more concerned oh she's yeah that's literally what it is i was so annoyed like why do we care like your homophobia is jumping out like just leave it just leave it like your homophobia is 100 percent jumping out like Like, it's really not that deep okay she's bisexual whatever she is like that's not the topic of the discussion and that's not what she's done wrong exactly yeah oh sexually abused exactly well allegedly you know what i mean yeah but Mm. so like people are more concerned about these other things that's what i'm saying it what scares me about these uh, claims or whatever is that every time people jump on the other things besides the core issue exactly like whether whether it's sexuality whether it's they were in haram or they were intoxicated or whatever or or like, the faith guy oh, he's oh they're just calling faith oh my god wait isn't it sport as faith oh i'm just chatting i'm i'm great Anyways, guys, that was really embarrassing. Just I don't know how to. I don't think. I think. Don't ever chat dirt on my boy's name. No, 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 no. no. He was was accused, but then apparently it was absolute bullshit. And free my guy. Like I don't know. Actually, well, let me let me shut up. Okay. Yeah. 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 Y
No. No, but I think it's. No, but I've I watched a video. Same with Tarek Ramadan. Who's that? He's like the professor of um, Islam in Oxford. He was accused of um, raping women. Oh, well, I'm a hot that's man. That's what scares me. You know, if I had to separate you, I don't, to be fair. That I, actually shook my core, you know. Core. I said, yeah. I was like, as in, I play your recitation outside. As in. Loud and booming through my house. We know For he. you to just go rape and assault women. As in, we know you. We loved you. We literally like Loved your recitations. And that's what I think. And there's, I think there's two issues to be tackled with. The main issue is we need to stop giving the men these platforms to, and mm. like I think we stop need to giving men these platforms to and be appraised for. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I think men in these pow- positions of power and allowing them to feel as though they feel so inflated, such mm. an inflated ego that they feel that they can treat women anyhow because anyhow. yeah, I'm, religious, I'm a I'm a respectable guy, I'm untouchable. It's mm-hmm. like extroverted. I was talking about a friend the other day. It's extroverted narcissism. Like Come on, very, tell me more. Bu- they're very bubbly, they're very this and that, and like, but they're absolutely narcissistic. Like, mm. and they think that they're above the law, they're above mm. Dean, and they think they're so religious above that they Dean. can do whatever they like. Like, come on, everyone knows me for, you know, yeah. my great Quran recitations. Like, my, oh, how could I sexually abuse women? Yeah, it's not even Quran recitation, but just being a generally practicing man, mm. or being a good Sorry. man, or as an, I'm always got a beard and a smile. 100%. All the time and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, How yeah. Anyone can, like, these people think yeah. they're above the and that's what I'm saying. You know, like, no way, one will believe you. Yeah, no one's gonna believe you. And even if they did believe you, I can pull up an eye on quick things, and it'll be just yeah. And, brush why, on the rug. and that's why they do rape. That's why they do sexually assault mm. because yeah. they're untouchable. They level. know that there's absolutely no consequences for the action. Do you know what's crazy? I know this sounds bare mad, and maybe I'm being weird, mm-hmm. but um, um, yeah, I feel like I know so many women who've been sexually abused. But I don't know one man who's actually been sent to prison for it. Because, babe, as we go back to the statistics, like, only five out of that 995. And even worse still, only, I believe, 20... How many? How many is that? 167 reports lead to arrest out of that 1,000. Like, there's, it's, it just doesn't happen. You know what? It's very tricky because you need proof. And I get that. I understand that. Mm. But, like, how do I not know anyone who's been accused, like, actually arrested and gone to prison for rape? I don't know one person. I couldn't mm. give you one name, but I know bear abusers. I know yeah. walking free. Walking so free, living their life, and that's what I'm saying. And they go on to live their best lives, you know. Men live their, men live their bloody best life. Don't even best. Tell me they go get a wife, children. Yeah, like they can go have a wife and children, but God forbid you express that you've been sexually abused, and a man says, "I'm in an R and R." Exactly. That's what I think. Oh so my God! Crazy. I even forgot about that. It's so true. Like, a man would be like... It's always... They kind of hesitate. Like, we don't want that bag... I don't want that baggage. baggage, Yeah, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, and then that's the whole thing again. Like, I don't want to deal with that emotional baggage. And therefore, again, a woman doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah, now she doesn't want to talk about it. Breaks my heart. No, but it's... And it's that's what I'm saying. It's such a... What do you think? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just feel like this is just so... It's like you run in circles with it. But mm. all I can do, like, I feel like the only thing we can do forward is, like, just educate men as much as we can and have, like, do you know what's the worst part is that men can be so, some men can be so ignorant, like, or what about the falsely accused? And I just want to tell you guys. I'm, you know what, I don't even want to talk about that because we're not even going like to speak about. No, but the people that, like, oh, that conversation brings, um is brung up to, like, distract us. Mm. And do you know what I mean? Like, when, they, when they talk about, oh, the people that are lying. That's so insignificant compared to, like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's what they focus on. And they thought, I want to address it. Do you know what? Like, like I said, it's like, I don't understand. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's every day. Well, some women lie. Okay, 
okay, that's like saying or some people ra- lie about being racially profiled or racially. Like, yeah. I know so many people like I know, like I'm not saying I know people but it's just like it goes the same way it's the same it's like I could accuse a white person of racism who's never been racist in their life yeah. and low key people would believe me yeah it's the same thing but the likelihood that's I'm probably a one, that's probably like a one percent mm. of people who actually play the race card mm. against white people do you know mm. what I mean like exactly. it's very unlikely but it has happened I've seen like people say oh no that's racist you're being racist towards me then there was when there was no ounce of racism exactly there. but for some reason when it comes to like and you know that person is just probably wilding like mm. you don't and even and even and some people would go I would go to extent to argue that even if that person was lying and that person it's like one percent over and if that person gets I like think it's even less than that I'm not even it's gonna... not one percent if there's a disciplinary because of that woman I'm sure like they're paying for the sins of every other white person <laughs> the same way white if a man gets false accused of it I'm sorry I'm gonna be honest I don't care Wait. it's a necessary evil to some degree because I feel mm. like if ninety nine men who are actually like who are you know genuinely accused of rape and have done it mm-hmm. and only one person is one person is falsely accused how okay how I mean oh, I don't know I, I don't want to take it lightly because men like that sometimes their lives can be ruined like I'm just what? thinking no 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 I'm thinking um from so from what I've studied like you know um black men and how yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of America um yeah. 20th century type stitch where it was a thing where um like a white woman would literally be like he raped me he's gone to prison for life like do you know what I mean so it does severely affect their lives but it's so insignificant the the amount of women that lie like I don't even want to go into that conversation because it's so rinsed out you know women t- I mean most women are, are not lying about it mm. you just bring that up to yeah 100% I agree with you mm-hmm but um yeah no i'm just like i'm just i don't know i'm just thinking of all the excuses no yeah all the excuses or the i feel like some women make excuses for other women do you ever come across that um i think there's a sisterhood um there's definitely a sense of unity among girls when they say oh um like that happened to me when i was a kid or whatever like there's a sense of unity but i feel like some girls can be a bit i'm not saying how do i say this like i don't know like empathetic like not very empathetic i don't know like i feel like oh. you know i'm saying older women i'm not saying the women that we know but oh. like mothers and aunties yeah like i'm talking about when like okay. I, when i discuss like sexual assault they're like oh but she was you know probably wearing this or like yeah. oh, oh. That segregation wasn't probably forced like Islamically. what do you think about segregation i was literally just, oh, you read my mind, mind. Read, no. your mind. read your mind your forehead speaks <laughs> to me right now <laughs> okay listen so um, there were some people that were saying this wouldn't have been a problem if Muslims just free mi- I mean, stop free mixing. Da, 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 da. However, I just don't agree. I could never ever agree with that argument because how, like, it contradicts so many like so many cases of sexual assault. So, for example, how do you explain women being sexually assaulted in the, within their own homes by their mahrams and stuff like that? Oh, yeah, I've heard people get raped like um, sexually assaulted by their own like, fathers. Exactly. How do you explain that? <sighs> I'm remembering another story that broke my heart. It was from like a Somali, um, I think someone sent it to me. I don't think it was on Twitter, mm-hmm. but it was like a girl. She was Somali. Yeah. She was five years old and she must have just wet herself. Okay. And then um, she didn't have trousers on. Mm-hmm. She didn't have trousers on. You think yeah. She didn't have trousers on. It was yeah. She wet herself and her dad said like, don't worry, you don't need to put that on. And then he raped her. Oh, like I'm just her. so like, done with this with this life. I'm finished. And, and just then, kill and, me and, off and, now. And then she was always like, that was weird. She was like, oh yeah, like I do this with all your other siblings. It's not like I, I don't know if it was something like that. And then um, 
Yeah, and she thought it was normal. Like she was five, so she was being like a bit like she was obviously being raped the whole way through. And um, and the when thing, did it hit her? I think it hit her like obviously. It hit, I don't know the rest of the story. I can't remember it, but yeah, like that's oh what I'm saying. God. Like, and I had brothers. I had, like Jeremy, oh, and it's like so, so when your own mushrooms are doing it, then clearly the issue isn't not about segregation. Exactly. It's not an issue about. And I feel like. Um, like when you're so strictly segregated i remember seeing a tweet like this and i agreed with it so much but um when you're so strictly segregated it does more harm than good you sexualize every interaction yeah you sexualize every interaction you just you've never like interacted with women so you just don't even know how to do it you just you you know what i mean you see women and think oh my god danger danger let me not go there like you just can't speak to them at all i think it even goes two ways you sexualize every interaction that you become socially awkward or you sexualize every interaction to the point that it's pent up energy and you just feel like you need to go like Mm. forces another thing i want to remind men i know this i don't know if you always listen to my podcast but anyway (laughs) i feel like men like i don't think men realize how intimidating they are like i don't think they ever realize like Mm. it doesn't matter like if if you and and i if a man and i are alone in the room even if i have the biggest mouth and the biggest person like you buy presence are yeah. a dominant force. Tolly was saying that again in the research. You are. Even if you wouldn't hurt a fly, you're phys- like you mm. are a dominant force in this room. And that I will is always feel intimidated. Thing I'll always, you know what I mean? I'll always feel intimidated mm-hmm. to some degree because mm-hmm. I've been conditioned to be afraid of men. That is I'm not yeah, it's like always, I've realised like I'm not really that comfortable with them. Like they have to make me feel comfortable and then I'm like myself. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like I can't just it's I just, can never just come on like how I'm with a girl. I'd be like, "Hey, girl, yeah, yeah. like I can't do that." Like a guy has to actually make me feel yeah, comfortable. Before I start cooking and whatever. Exactly. Like, like I don't even, you know, it's actually kind of sad. But I don't even speak. I'm like, <laughs> you. Yeah. No, they have to make me comfortable first if we're alone together. Yeah. Like, otherwise, I'm not talking. Like I'm not speaking. I'm gonna be like, uh, uh, really. <laughs> you don't know what that man's thinking. What's he doing? And I'm, that's what I'm saying. Not even that. I'm just. You're very right. Like just by the just the, the presence. Mm-hmm. It's just quite intimidating yeah because you guys are so powerful and that's what i'm saying it's very very true and and i I never thought of that before and i think with muslim okay with a people men of color that are Mm. you know what i mean yeah you got them ones yeah they think them ones i feel like you're so aware of white privilege and whatever when i talk about white privilege you you seem to get how like how pervasive it is in society. Yeah, and how like your, your ex- and complex yes, and how and it's in present in so many different ways. For some reason, when I tell you about male privilege, oh, my. you can't comprehend it. Like you've just your brain can't comprehend. Can't see. You can't understand. Like everything in society, just because you kind of miss here and there because you 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 don't have white privilege, you still have male yeah, privilege. Yeah. You have male privilege. I feel and like everyone has a bit of privilege. Everyone has, a and it's just privilege. it's okay to accept. That you have privilege and that whatever. And I think with mm. men, they're very scared to unlearn actions. Again, it was that thing where I feel like it's not as prevalent within the Muslim community because we have segregation enforced and like you're just mm. not allowed to touch each other. Like mm. that's just period. Which we love. Which yeah, we love that. Don't touch. Anyway, <laughs> or you just have a general thing like you're not supposed to touch girls and whatever. Yeah. So we don't have the kind of blurred bound cultural boundaries. Yeah. But I do agree with. Um, I feel like some men, um, they probably have maybe assaulted girls, and without therefore them. they've haven't taken a, and they're struggling to take accountability it's like you know when you're walking somewhere and then the man like holds your waist to get by oh that business like yet. a man who some men like has that ever happened to you nah you i'm like don't touch me have you seen how okay, okay don't <laughs> yeah but i feel like it's that <sighs> thing where like oh they just like i always see that like, they hold you to get by somewhere mm. or, or like, they be like excuse me miss or like i don't know it's like i don't know it's like they would never do that around other men but they seem to do it around you all the time <laughs> do you know what i mean 
No, girl. Let me tell you what I heard in the screens. I'm joking. It was on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, my mom. So I was like, she she stitch me this. My mom doesn't say the streets. She says the football. <laughs> <laughs> I'm screaming, but listen, listen. I heard it on Twitter. Sorry. Um, listen to this. Men don't understand consent until a gay, gay man, man touches, touches them then they're like don't touch me don't, don't touch me you're finished you're all finished That's what I'm saying. these men they don't understand you're all oh. finished brothers i'm so sorry sort your lives out okay i'm joking i'm joking mm-hmm. i don't know i think they i'm just do you know what it is? i feel like i just don't understand why muslim men still like they just struggle with understanding yeah. and dressing sexual assault in the community just, like, i feel like sexual assault is like and then do you know what i was thinking this morning about Angira? it's like okay. apparently like you have like men hate like I'm talking about these men who are like um of um you know when like the religious men mm-hmm. who don't deal with sexual assault but mm. God forbid a man looks at his wife the wrong way and suddenly his guns does it exactly but did you have proof that your man that man looked at your wife that way oh no <laughs> you're not gonna do that you have proof that a man looked at your wife exactly you have proof I mean he didn't like, rape he didn't rape her did he yeah but that's why he didn't do anything that's what I'm saying they have so much gira of a sister so loud i'm so sorry um yeah no uh there was that's what i'm saying like we have to have this whole concept of era extends to all of our sisters i know Mm. like obviously they use to mind your business at one point but (laughs) no because when they start policing what we know what we're gonna do is if they they talk this is what i mean yeah you know when all these um like people like i don't want to drop names but you know like people like that woman who like oh i cry for my sisters who are like but yeah i've never heard a video saying i cry for the sisters who are sexually abused in mosques no one ever cries about that but you cry when someone takes a hijabah you cry why do you cry when someone takes a hijabah but you can't cry when someone's being literally raped in a mosque have you ever heard a video like never like oh my god like i feel so sorry for all of the girls who yeah victims none of that Never. In my life, have I ever heard that? Yeah, it's always like, oh, look at this dunya. And whenever it comes to talking about girls, like, you know what? If you actually made us feel, again, I feel like men, like a lot of leading Muslim scholars within the. It is true that we don't want Muslim girls. I, I agree with what them. They don't want to see women take off their hijab, or whatever. I get that. Mm-hmm. But that's not the issue at hand because yeah. they never felt safe. They never feel like they have ownership over their own bodies. Mm-hmm. They don't ever have ownership over their own bodies. Even from little ages, you're telling them they don't have ownership over their own body. Mm. And then you expect them to listen when it comes to hijab. No. Like, mm. you're telling them from a young age that your body is not yours. We get to do whatever we exactly. want to do. Like, as soon as you get married, it gets passed over it's to It's from your dad's to... It's not your body, it's your dad's body. So if anything happens to it, it's, and he, he doesn't follow up on it, that's no one's going to follow up on it. Mm. And if it's your husband doesn't follow up on it. Then, and also another thing, you can be raped by your husband as well. Oh, yeah. Raped and that by. only became um, a crime in... 1991, I think. Oh, okay. I heard nine ninety six, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I could be ninety six as well. Yeah, but I don't remember. Yeah, so again, it's that whole thing. Like, it's such a complex topic. It's like, a complex topic, and that's what. But I, it's a complex topic because you can start by slowly educating yourself mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. how the. And I don't mean to sound rude, but I don't think it's that hard to understand like consent, like of, for boys, yeah, like. I don't if she's not you can clearly see she's not on it so why are you persisting i don't i think we we overestimate how yeah I'm going back to it because it's such a good podcast. By the way, you guys all listen to it. T- like they really explain mm. um sexual assault um and rape whatever in a really, in really like really nice good, way, very educational way for men. I would definitely and girls mm. is entertaining too. But she was saying like n- women. No, she say she wasn't saying we're complicit in it. Mm-hmm. But 
women are socialized to never say yes the first time girl where in, in day-to-day life like if someone asks you out like you know you say no just yeah to just see, for the vibes of it just all. so you don't seem a bit easy yeah but what we're te- and that what we're teaching what but we're telling the boys as well is that you need to ask a couple more times yeah because no, don't take no for an answer but and and that's what i like, yes. I'm, like that's it. I'm gonna if i say i'm either gonna be on it or i'm gonna say no yeah. don't be like i'm gonna say no when i mean yeah like don't like she's oh, saying okay. that from them like they, they were saying like oh sometimes she's on it to have like maybe like she's on it to do something physical some, with yeah someone. but not go but all the way she doesn't want to um say yes the first time mm. um and to seem a bit more like she doesn't give up yeah whatever which is rooted in complete sexism that mm-hmm. like, you can't just explore the sexuality in it yeah way, in like a normal healthy way she says no mm-hmm. and what's that and then by com- like she's compl- not compl- i'm not saying she said she was complicit in the problem but i'm just trying to phrase it as best i can okay i'm not trying yeah yeah no 100 percent. like we are complicit and it's not our fault because we're so yeah, this way. That's the way life the is. The whole don't take no for an answer. Like I've said no, mm. it doesn't mean no. Like mm. because girls like to play hard to get. Yeah. So you, if she says no, it just means. So it's I more about like us kind of owning like yeah, our own sexuality. Yeah. yeah, and if you want to do something, go ahead and do it. Yeah, don't be doing this and no when you actually mean yes and all of this. Yeah, and I think boys and but the thing is and if a boy, if a guy is like oh she's too easy well if, if i'm sorry no, consent, i'm, I'm sorry i'm consenting to something straight away exactly. rather than playing games with consent exactly. don't play games with consent yeah. just please i feel like we need to stop playing this whole game like if you want if you're on it with someone just go do it and if you're yeah. not just say it and it's also checking in like is this yeah okay? like is like our, exactly like, just because, again, someone agreed to like hug you doesn't mean they agreed to li- like you know kiss you, kiss you didn't you mean they agreed to do this with you like, even children even children if you ask oh, yeah. them if you want to give them a hug like, okay, my sister's like, I give her up. But, like, I feel like in general. Oh, yeah, that's true. You have to ask me, like. I, I, I even asked my sister. You know, my sister, have, we have the two types of kisses in our house. We have physical kiss and magical kiss. Oh, <laughs> no, you haven't. Like, so, basically, the way we teach consent for my sister, I don't know. It's not, it's not like we teach consent, but it's like no, a but way you kinda to like, do. kind of bring up, like, teach her that sh- no one can come, like, just touch, touch body, you. however. Because yeah. obviously, that's really important to me that she learns that. Mm. So, we have. So, and the only way, I feel like personally, the way you can teach that to a child is that. Just because, and because it, it makes sure that just because your family doesn't mean you can touch them. Mm. Does that make sense? Because some uncle, like I know, again, some cousins and men, like male family, Ex, yeah. they'd be like, oh, I'm your cousin or I'm your uncle. Yeah, I can come, touch you. Yeah. I'm your dad. I can come do this. I can touch you. Yeah. And I've taught, like, so my sister, we have, um, oh, like, we, I ask her, can I give you a hug all the time? And then um, sometimes we have, I ask her, do you want, can I give you a kiss? And it kind of is a magic. I'm like, do you want a magical magical. one or a kiss one? So magical one is like an air kiss. Yeah, like <laughs> okay. And then physical kiss is like actual, actual kiss. kiss. So we ask her like. No, but that's such a like nice fun yeah. way yeah. to teach. It's something, yeah, and teach. you are teaching her consent because yeah, yeah, she'll understand. Like if someone tries touching her, she'll be like, "What's this?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she she's like obviously, but I think you we kind of my sister's still very shy, so I. But that's what yeah, you're yeah. teaching her like. Just baby steps, baby, baby steps. Baby steps, but that's what I'm saying. There's ways you can like you can teach teaching consent to your child by. No, but I think them if you can touch them. Yeah. Like, they are complete ownership of the body. Just because you're their mother doesn't yeah. mean you can touch them anyhow. Mm. And like, just keep doing That's whatever. very, very yeah. true. And like, but we're speaking about growing, like, grown men. Yeah. Like, not, like, no offense. Do, do you hear what I'm trying to say, yeah, though? No, it's really not that hard. Like, use your brain. Like, yeah. they I, act so dumb. Like, use your, anyway. It's not that hard, babe. Yeah. You can see if she actually wants to do it or not. And you ask continuously. I feel like if you can't see, just ask exactly that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> we make this big hoo-ha about it like this is how you ask for consent this is like I you know like, i don't know i feel like girls just get it and i feel i don't know 
Mm. I don't know. I feel like girls, well, because we're victims of it, we get it more easily, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But I do. But that's what I'm saying. And I think another thing, maybe we should talk about men who are sexually abused. Because I can't imagine how it must be for them. Like I honestly feel that's sometimes I think about. Like I'm like, at least to some degree, girls have like some sort of platform to mm. kind of communicate. But I don't know about men. Where do, who, like I've who do they even about, speak to? I've heard about men getting sexually assaulted. I've never heard about of like I've never heard a personal story of a man being raped. But I know men who have been assaulted. Like, like just grabbed. Yeah, especially when it's in like me. The most I've heard it in like, I haven't heard it to the extent like it's anywhere like in their house. I haven't really heard that. Mm. But it's usually like at like parties and stuff. Like oh, okay, yeah. To them and thinking it's okay to like grope them. Oh. Whatever. Because and that's a woman's fault because women are seen as very sexualized. Um, men are very sexualized. Mm, mm, Do you mm, know what I mean? Mm, mm. Um, I think men are more subject to grooming. Like grooming grooming like older women grooming how many times do you see on the daily mail like some that's disgusting girl, mate i've like, heard yeah i've seen so many things about like it's that. so so and scary we be just as disgusting mate that. i am i'm just i'm just looking at this 40 year old woman like dying for this 18 year old and stuff even though that's well he's 18 but don't that's still no, disgusting well deep your life babe you're 40 something <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I have no idea. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. No, but we should definitely still have the same energy the thing is hard. when I the roles are reversed. Yeah, and I think it's a... Di- even, is this what I mean? With men, it's much more harder because imagine another man telling you, oh, really, like, where's the proof? Where's this? Where's that? To mm. And then mm. you're in a situation where, like... You're a man. They're going to be like, how did you allow this? Oh, are you... The, like, how, how did you, you let this happen? This? Yeah, like... I think Terry Crews, yeah, he, he came out with his experience or something this wasn't like yeah, this year i don't think and people literally like laughed like what do you mean yeah <laughs> maybe i'm just i don't know if it's terry crews or i don't I know think it is. I think it is yeah no they laugh because they're like wait look at you like you're some big big man are you talking about sexual that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying imagine how it feels to be a boy and like mm. oh, my heart bleeds, but, like, mm. no my heart laughing. goes out to all imagine, the victims imagine, imagine like you've gone through that and someone laughs they literally will laugh at you you know no sympathy no sympathy whatsoever it's not taken seriously at all and you know i've heard like this a stereotype that you know i think it is true as well there seems to be a pattern where children who are sexually abused as children um people who are sexually abused as children especially men Uh tend to be sexual abusers not tend to but like oh yeah 100 100%. and therefore another thing is that if men come out about it they're going to be labeled or then you're going to be accused of it and stuff do you know what i mean no, one hundred percent. I understand that because, like, yeah, exactly. look what happened to you. You're gonna grow up and just yeah. do that to other people. Yeah, it makes sense. I get it because mm. you wanted to like feel that power play and everything mm. and whatever. And also, I know this sounds another crazy thing. Mm-hmm. Is that there's very like different ways in which people react to sexual trauma, and there are ways that yeah, people don't any different ways. Like there's like, and that's the thing. Also, I feel like another way of um like to anyone who's been a victim of sexual assault, I feel like do your best to obviously it's very hard, but do your best to really learn about the symptoms of sexual assault because sometimes you think things are part of your personality when it's not. It's a trauma, mm. and I think that's one scary about a scary thing about trauma is you don't know who you're gonna be, who you are without it. Like you oh. ever think like if you didn't go through the stuff you did go through, would you be the same? You wouldn't be. Oh, absolutely. Because not. so much of your personality is revolved around trauma mm-hmm. and a lot of the time you can be aware of it and sometimes you're not going to be aware of it because you know you just think it's your personality mm-hmm. but really it's been like um, facilitated by your trauma mm-hmm. and again as i don't know i can't speak on other types of trauma but sexual trauma like there's different ways that people deal with that so uh, one thing i remember um i remember googling this was like hypersexuality like you know how oh, some yeah. people assume that just because you've been sexually assaulted i'm being really fast away from the mic i'm sorry guys um but just because you've been sexually assaulted you're probably going to be um anti not 
not anti-sex, but like you're gonna be more less inclined to have sex. Yeah. But actually, actually, like a lot worse. of girls, um, even I've heard like I've experienced this with like some other females is that they go on and like they yeah. become very sexually yeah. reckless because and they like from a young age, like do you think like in secondary school and stuff, yeah, the like, girls are that are doing yeah, yeah, whatever. I know exactly what you mean because they want to take ownership back of their sexuality 100%. and it's and you know another thing I was talking like I think again um, Audrey was talking Audrey was talking about receipts it. podcast yeah she was saying like sometimes she, she just like she was being pressured into sex and she just said yes so it didn't feel like rape. That's deep. And that's a thing, like a hundred percent a thing. Like you just say yeah, so it's not assault anymore. It's not yeah. Because then you feel you, feel you don't like, want to live with that to think. Yeah. Wait, like I got Cause assaulted. Because when you think of rape victim, you think of um, like someone really fragile, someone very mm. like you know very powerless. Mm. And you're not when you're not a powerless person, you're very like thing. You don't want to be associated with those kind of that kind yeah, of yeah exactly like, personality. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You so, want to take control of the situation. Yeah. You want to be a part. You want to be that type of person. Mm-hmm. Whereas and that's what she was saying. Like that and, and that made me think. Like I think that's so true like sometimes you just say yes so you don't feel yeah, like, like this raised. is yeah like this is some like horrible situation basically yeah and imagine the mental like that's something that's some when i tell you it's very like a mental it just f's your brain thing. and that's what i'm saying and it's the whole like hypersexuality thing it's like you take ownership back of your sexuality because it's literally been robbed from you yeah and like your sexuality is completely yours you can do whatever you like with it mm-hmm. that is true but when you're just trying to prove to yourself that i can have it when i want and mm-hmm. I can do what I like with it, and no mm-hmm. one can take that away from and you. And you start like from a young age, being very sexually active yeah. because you've been through yeah. that. And I think that's what I'm saying. So when that, and that's why it hurt, like really breaks my again. When people, I feel like when people were like come at girls for being very sexually active and being very loose, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you don't know what she's been through. Like, exactly. you really don't know. If she's be, if whether she's owning it because she wants to or she's yeah. as a result of trauma. She's entitled to do whatever she needs to do. And you know what? This comes up to my next question. <laughs> we love I, it. Okay, therapy. Therapy. The way therapy needs to be normalised. Because a lot of... Not normalised. Not, Let's not use that word. normalised. I hate normalised. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I feel like... Do you know how many people have been sexually assaulted and they're walking around with no therapy? Oh, absolutely. Or that, even forget that, just any other... Form. Yeah. Like, oh, they literally won't go and get like just speak you yeah. know what speaking to people is honestly the best thing ever even if you won't go to like a therapist like actual whatever yeah. um qualified person just speaking to someone if, if that's like a close friend or something like it is the most beautiful thing yeah ever. no i think again i've think, like healed from a lot of things in my yeah, life but, yeah my no 100 percent. i agree with you i feel like we underestimate how much talking can help not honest do you know why it's because i've realized you take it like it, before it was a burden that you carried yeah. and now you share it with someone and that person tells you like it's not the end of the world like you're gonna okay. yeah you're and gonna thrive from this and everything and it just makes you feel so good yeah, so even if it's not a therapist i would advise anyone even if it's not um and about no the matter, topic we're speaking yeah, about no matter how long it will go it was as well yeah no no like, no no. if it's weighing on you yeah please 100%. anyone that you trust yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully there is someone that you can trust yeah. with this and it's uh, hopefully someone that is completely removed from the situation like the situation yeah. that you went through so if it's in your family you speak to like a close friend mm. who doesn't really like know your like do you know what I mean I know what you mean I know you get what you mean but yeah no I think again mm-hmm. never underestimate the power of talking oh, about something it's beautiful like, honestly, beautiful no matter when it happened whether when you was your child whether mm. that person like do you know what I mean like oh, do try and talk about it. I feel like it's a hard thing because I know how hard it is to talk about stuff. Yeah, and, like, no, but I'm trying to... It probably it would helps, feel yeah. better if it was someone that you're close to. Yeah, obviously, if it was close to, I get that. But, like, even then, like, you know how, bruv, even with us, like, I'm not going to tell you anything. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like, if it's something like, traumatic... Like, it's hard to talk about. A hundred percent. And it's, it's your choice. You know, some friends, they think you need to tell each other everything. No, That's not how it goes. Yeah. Wallahi, like, it's whatever you feel comfortable, comfortable with. with. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, have you never experienced like strangers coming and telling you their life yeah. story? Mate, do you know what strangers that have told me, like, not strangers, like, you'll be sitting somewhere strangers. and they'll be speaking about this. And I'm like, it just helps, honestly. Yeah. And speaking to a stranger really does help as well. Yeah, that's why therapy is great. Exactly. Kind of they don't know you. They don't know your. You, they you only, they only know names, no faces. They don't know these people that you're yeah, talking about. It's crazy. But in general, like, I feel like we encourage, hopefully, I do, we'll do a episode on mental health and how to like Mm. how like just talking about that but i think in general like if you're someone who feels as though they've got a heavy weight on it like i know the nhs is so shit like i'm so (laughs) it's so bad it's so rubbish even if it's even it was even if it was something years ago if it's weighing on you then it's a problem and even if it's not weighing on you just to explore i mean like just to explore it Mm. and see what's happening because sometimes you think oh yeah something happened to me years ago and it's not affecting me now but sometimes it actually is affecting you and it just creeps up in different ways you don't realize it until someone points it out for you because no one knows your inner workings in your brain and Mm -hmm. how you logic like rationalize situations um so yeah i definitely encourage everyone like try like and be everyone and and i really want to make a space where we just talk about like yeah like talk about therapy and our experiences with it i Mm. might do that like um just really like again not to normalize but you know what i mean i just want to i just want to be able to talk about it like yeah like this is not normalized and like this is like i don't want it to be a hush hush thing like oh yeah like you're going to say it's so embarrassing like yeah. so embarrassing like yeah, yeah, yeah. no I want to know like I want to make it us, especially amongst amongst like us minor, girls us minority yeah like, the way therapy is is like oh you only can and also like this is what I mean never let any okay this is another thing I talk about I need to if you're someone who's deciding to take psychology or whatever and you're please we need so many more people like Muslim we need mm. so many more Bengali Somali therapists you lot who clown people who take psychology and want to mm. become therapists because it doesn't whatever it's not an honorable whatever you're dumb mm. serious it's please, not a respectable you know degree do you know how valuable those people are in healing society mm. like do you know one of the reasons why a lot of people are hesitant to go to go to therapy is because they feel like oh it's from a person who's completely culturally detached mm. so how are they ever going to understand mm. and help me rationalize that situation they don't understand what i go through the, and yeah they're not gonna understand what i go and through and how my culture works yeah, and stuff because and you, you obviously your whether you uh, whether you like your culture or not it's who you are yeah and you cannot detach yourself from it as much as you can like you're and you should remember. be proud of it yeah and you should be able to feel proud of it and not feel ashamed because i feel like a lot of time in therapy when you're with someone who's like obviously white you're like mm. you feel kind of ashamed explaining oh yeah this is how my culture works yeah and that's why it's like having a burden on me it feels exactly. like shameful, but it shouldn't feel shameful it's yeah. just the way th- i mean it's it's okay to feel ashamed it, it's not okay to feel ashamed of your culture because 100%. and therefore silencing or like trying to like lay down the yeah. negative parts of your culture or water it down for you, this because you don't want to fit into a stereotype because sometimes the stereotypes are real they're very oh. real and i want to be able to talk about it but i don't want to give my my culture or my a bad, bad rep name. yeah and that's why this whole let people do jobs like get into spaces that they want we don't need i mean obviously we need more like um, Bengali doctors or whatever they're great <laughs> professions like I'm sure like I'm not saying it's a bad thing no, we, we actually do because you know of the um, oh, racism in healthcare, yeah, yeah, healthcare and all of that 100% but that's more like research and stuff mm. oh yeah no yeah. like actual practicing do you know what I mean like obviously we need more of those and that's 100% true but please like don't like I can't tell you how helpful um, like doctors and psychology are like to our community mm. they're gonna like they're the ones who are gonna help us heal and like undo a lot of things because you can't be like do you know what it is like it's that saying like a lot of people are in therapy because of people who haven't gone to therapy that was the deepest thing i've heard in my life <laughs> but it's true like, 
like deep for real that is true so if we like do you know what i mean the reason why most people are in therapy is because other people didn't yeah, go exactly so if we all normalized it and we all went mm. and we're in spaces where we could go to people of like from our own communities to help us so they can understand we i feel like there's gonna be forward. so many more in the future yeah. inshallah. inshallah it's gonna be exactly it's gonna be like that. it's gonna be great but i think that's you know that's a wrap for today's it's episode a wrap. It's a wrap. Yes. Um, this hopefully this wasn't too sad for you all to hear like yeah. do you know what i mean it's a heavy topic very heavy topic but we don't want to make you feel sad it's yeah, just like i think but the thing is we like our goal from the bit when you started this podcast was to talk about stuff yeah that people won't on yeah, people well, not that people won't talk about it but people from our background to give our own like yeah exactly and i feel like the past few ones have been very like you know light-hearted and mm. i get that but this is something that is very as a girl like mm. i really really care about and 100%. i feel as though i want to like make sure that I mean, it, I think this is what I mean. It's like, I don't know where to start, but I think conversation is the best place to start. 100%. But we do need to work on an initiative to... And solve. So, uh, like, find a, like, find a way to resolve sexual... Like, not resolve, um, uh, tackle the problem. Tackle the problem. That is unique to our cultures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like I said, there's overlap between us. Yeah, 100%, but, 100%. Yeah. And we share, like, the whole Muslim thing as well, yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah. No, but we hope you enjoyed it, you beautiful, wonderful people. And if you listen this far, just know that you're just an amazing person. Oh, we love you. We love you so like, much. Again, if you listen this far, honestly, like just honestly, know your life is gonna shine bright. <laughs> yeah. And you're just such a beautiful, sexy girl. Honestly, oh boy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I might be a boy. If a boy is to this. Yeah. yeah. No, honestly, everyone who listens to this, and if you were able to listen to it, because even it was a bit of a yeah. Oh, no, hundred. No, hundred. <laughs> Yeah, it's no, tough. It's a tough conversation, yeah. but yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed it. And we, I felt we, I, I'm, I'm sorry we weren't able to talk maybe in the capacity that you guys were expecting. Yeah, because we could have gone more nitty gritty into it. Nitty gritty, but you we know, we tried our best, and we don't want to be hello, can we end this? Yeah. Okay, we love and support you, and we just love you. Bye. Bye.